ready for the intro? Yes, sir. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Reps That Count podcast. We are your hosts. I am Valenz. My name's Adam. And the Reps That Count are the triumphs and struggles that we go through on a daily basis. It's overcoming the obstacles that we face in everyday life. That really builds a resilient mind and fitness. It's those last couple reps that build the most progress and so goes forth in life. Awesome. Awesome. That was good. That was good. That was clean. Yeah, yeah. That was clean. I think I got it down now. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, Adam. Only so, took 16 episodes. Is this like not seven? Wait, no. Yeah, this is 16. 16. Yeah. yeah Happy yeah. anniversary. Happy 16th anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> the sweet 16. Sweet 16. All right. All right, guys. So on this podcast, we like to ask a very important question every at the beginning of every episode. So Adam, what is something that you've done in the past week that you are proud of? Okay. So I got to mention something. So when we started doing this, I was like, fuck, I don't know what to talk about. Made me nervous a little bit. Okay. Now, during my week, I look for the, the thing. Okay. The thing. So when it happens, I'm like, that's the thing. <laughs> so though I like that we're doing this and it's built this awareness in me that I'm looking for impactful moments. I'm looking for, you know, like those that thing that I did. Okay. Which probably makes you do things. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of seek out yeah, something, you to, be seek out something yeah. to be proud of. Which is cool. Mine, I loved mine this week. Okay. My mom and my sister needed me this week. And I was able to use the tools that I built to help them. Okay. And that doesn't always happen. My mom took, you know, she's mom. She's taking to always took care of me. And then my sister's like my second mom. And it's usually my whole life, it was them taking care of me. So the fact that I was able to help them this week was awesome. And the fact that it was just these natural tools that I developed that I was able to help out with and help out with in a big way. I was like, and this, the, these are like kind of mental tools or just like prop? One was mental. Systems, I was going to say. One was mental. I'd, my sister won't care. Like my, my sister was beating herself up about her fitness journey and all this. And she okay. she's, has her doctorate in therapy and, you know, she's a really brilliant person. <laughs> And she still struggles with, I don't even, she's smart. So not with the fitness, maybe with the motivation. And stuff. Yeah. So I was able to give her a kick in the butt and we came up with an accountability system and, and, and she's checking the box every day, which is awesome. So I think everyone just needs a little accountability, yeah, no matter how fucking do. smart you are. Yeah. And then my mom, it was more, I, I showed up okay. when I needed to. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I have, my best friend is also a therapist. Who also, like a couple of weeks ago, like we had, because we do these little meetups, like either we go get something to eat or a drink or, but the last time we were just at her place and it was just like, we kind of therapized each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, so again, you know, like they do go through their own mental blocks, even as therapists, like they need somebody to, to speak to. So it was kind of, kind of awesome. Yeah. I feel like I had like a bunch. But mm -hmm. now they're, <laughs> they're like escaping me. What am I proud of? Well, I get, I would say I, I took a dance class yes. yesterday. Just, 
out of your comfort zone. Just see, I'm not. I, I can't say it was it was out of my comfort <laughs> zone. I'm I'm very comfortable wherever I'm at. You feel me? Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't, but it was just. It was me and my my, my girl, and we because I've been talking about the twelve week a year, yeah. and that's part of the plan to do something, you know, for the relationship. Like I have whole setup of things that needs to be done. So just basically boxes that need to be checked, you know, every couple of weeks or every month or every week. Like there's certain things that some things are every week, some things are every other week. So yeah, we we went and took some dance classes and I love that. It was it was awesome. Like it was way more fun than than I expected. So fun. So yeah, so that I I'll say that. I think that's a big one. Yeah, man. Awesome. All right, Adam. Go ahead and introduce this week's topic. This week's topic is the scars. Uh, so the physical and emotional trauma that we go through in our lives that sometimes we don't fully recover from. And we're going to talk about different strategies to bounce back and how to do that. Yeah, and just talk about it, I guess scars that we've been through in life. So yeah, that's that's something. That yeah. is something. That is something. <laughs> that is something. All right. So how can we relate? Because we you know we're doing the three: the body, mind, and the relationship aspect of of these topics. Like, how do you feel we can relate the scars to the body? Yeah, we'll start with the body. So, if you've ever been injured and you can't do this thing anymore, and you don't feel able anymore, that can really mess with you, especially working in this industry and being so passionate about movement, or you, your passion for the sport, you're on the board of, you know, USAW. So we we love this. We love movement. So not being able to do that really, at least for me, puts me in a bad mental place, or used to. And I've had to switch my mindset on that. There's different ways of doing it. Well, one, I, I'd hurt my hip three years ago and then it just never fully recovered. And I didn't do the work to to get it better. <laughs> that, that therapy. Yeah, that therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physical therapy. Yeah, <laughs> those bandit workouts. Yeah. And then it came barking back and to the point where I just couldn't do a workout. So there's a couple things that I have there. One is prevention. Okay. So doing the work on a daily or weekly basis so we don't get injured, especially if we're training with any sort of intensity is super important. I think 30% of the work you do inside the gym should be intense. We're talking 70% or above. Okay. In intensity, not okay. in weight or anything like that, in intensity. Okay like RPE seven or above. The other 70% should be accessory work, should be there, you know, physical therapy kind of thing, banded work, uh, walks, you know, warm ups, cool now. He's like, and I think that's where CrossFit did get it right. Okay. You're training for an hour. The workout might be 15 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. We're only going to do 15 minutes of intense work. The rest is going to be warming up and, you know, doing all the things that we need to do to prepare for these 15 minutes of intensity. You cannot move with intensity for an hour or 90 minutes. It's just that's not 
what we can do. I think well, David Goggins probably. Yeah, David, that. for sure. For <laughs> sure. Uh, but David Goggins, even David Goggins, he stretches two hours a day. Oh, he, yeah, like, that's, you're right. He does do like yoga and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, he's just a freak in nature that, you know, he trains yeah. probably eight hours a day. Yeah, you know? okay, I got you. <laughs> so I think that's important. And then perception. Okay. And I love that I've been able to go to Unity. So I've been doing events with one of our members. He has a, he builds prosthetics for people that have lost limbs. And going there has really helped with my appreciation of what we have. Like you got all 10 fingers, all 10 toes. You're good, bro. Mm -hmm. Like you're good. Yeah. Like, so beating yourself up about a bum hip or, you know, a minor setback, you know, that, that, that's nothing compared to what other people have lost. So just making sure that you realize and appreciate that it could be worse and always keeping that front of mind is important. 100%. I mean, for me, like I, I, I haven't had like any super like bad injuries in my career. Like I've had, you know, nagging things here and there. Like I've been to physical therapy for like shoulder stuff, but it's usually, it ends up being like shoulder mobility or something like that, that we, that we work on. But, you know, I've known people who, you know, had niece injuries and like all types of weird things, especially in, in weightlifting. And I know like, actually uh, I have a, a weightlifter friend who like she dropped well she didn't drop but like she was going to recover i think it was a jerk and her foot slipped with like a couple hundred pounds overhead and it fell on her leg like and i was like changing weights like i was a loader for that session and like that was like that's a scar yeah I think this happened two years ago and she just like started back like competing. But just being there and seeing that happen, like it's something that just always replays in the back of my mind. Like, yo, that is weird. So when I, and when I watch other people lift, like I'm always, I always have a safe, like safety on my mind. Like if somebody's lifting and they have like the small change spaces. They'll just kind of toss them around and not really keep in mind where they are. Like I'm always like kicking them around. Yeah. But to be able to recover from, like even after you recover from an injury, I feel like there's still a small fear mm-hmm. that's going to live within an athlete to get back under that weight. And it takes a lot of mental strength to be able to re to do the thing that you used to love, right? Even like in football, like you'll see, you know, a running back like tear ACL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before the tear, they're like amazing. And then they come back and it's like, you know, it's this just, mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Even if they're a hundred percent physically back, my wife, she's studying mental health counseling and she told me about this okay. and it's, I, I'm going to butcher this, but I think it was like, experiential trauma or something like that where you develop trauma from someone else's experience 
Okay. Yeah, I got you. So like seeing that, not I'm not. That's you. It, it probably wasn't trauma, but maybe seeing someone go through like getting robbed, and they're you know they're let's say someone died or something yeah. like that, and now you are freaked out and you don't want to leave your house anymore because you think the world sucks. So like that experiential trauma, that's powerful and something that people need to also work through. Bro, honestly, I feel like social media has made that oh yeah so much worse yeah like you know like the news i mean the news also, <laughs> i feel like social media because the news would come on at certain times of the day right like scare the like, shit out of you yeah <laughs> but you'll have like three hours or something <laughs> unless you're watching the those news networks that's 24 7 but social media is just always with you mm-hmm. and you could just be scrolling in one second, you're laughing in the next second. Like it's just like some very traumatic thing on your timeline. And I, I always, well, not always, but like I've recently gotten to the point where, you know, again, I don't watch the news and I don't consume certain things on social media. So there'll be times where, you know, I'm with somebody and like, yo, did you hear about the fire in Canada? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't live in Canada. Yeah. Like, I, had, I have no idea. I, I've removed myself from a lot of things. And I I know sometimes it sounds bad because you want to be on top of, you know, what's going on when if the world's ending. Like, oh, the world's ending. Like, I don't think I need to know. No, I love it. My cousin, he's like a brother to me. He hasn't had social media in eight years. And he was like on The Bachelorette. It's like the coolest kid ever. Like he was the, one of the cool kids always in life. Yeah. And one day he just, <laughs> just didn't do that. So you'll ask, you'll be like, oh, did you hear about this, this, that? Nope. Nah. <laughs> just minding my business. Bro. <laughs> His life is so peaceful. It's peaceful, bro. <laughs> find that peace. I'm like that guy. Like I'm, I'm heading towards being that guy that you would see on the street that you'll have a conversation with. And then they'll just be like, yeah, you can, you know, yeah. you run into those type of people where they just like their whole soul. I love cool, that. Bro. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal, man. I love that. Yeah. So I think that was pretty good. What you done? Did you have a, a nugget for? So my nugget for this I actually got from Ben Bergeron, which is one, you have to get back on the horse. Okay. So I'm happy that your teammate that was able to avenge two years later, even though it's two years later, get back on the horse. Yeah. You can't let these scars stop you from experiencing life. Like, these people that have lost limbs are, man, this guy's name's Adam. I, I was able to train with him, lost his leg. He's deadlifting, you know, significant, like 300 pounds. He's like, he's doing, and like, I put him to a session. There's nothing he'll say no to. And he's just, well, how can we figure this out? So there is life after trauma, physical trauma. And we just have to figure out what that looks like. Dalkin can't use his legs. He's Probably going to the CrossFit Games this year. Wow. Our member here. Yeah, yeah. Probably, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Probably going to the CrossFit Games. I think it was like a car accident. You know, like, that's life, bro. That shit sucks. But he's making the best of it. And now he's going to do something amazing that only yeah. a select few can do. The other rule is no steps backwards. So Ben Bergeron talks about this, where when you're recovering from an injury or from physical trauma, the goal is to continue recovering. So do not put yourself in situations that you can regress your recovery. So if let's say it was a box jump and you 
broke your leg. Okay. <laughs> we're not going to stop jumping. Okay. The recovery is we're jumping over a line on the ground and then onto a plate and then onto two plates and then onto three plates. And sure. it, like we have to keep progressing in the direction of full recovery. Not let's go right back to box jumps, right? Like yeah, let's, uh, yeah, yeah. because maybe, we, you know, or I, I don't know if that was a good analogy, but Not it's, actually, yeah. it's don't do stuff. And I did that. I was injured. Felt great. We're going right back to 100%. I'm going to try for 105% yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, Oh, it's on the PR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then that, you know, put that's me back. back. Yeah, that's a step back. No steps backwards. Okay. I love that. All right. I think we'll... The mind. Yeah, man. The mind. This is... Yeah. Let's, let's see what we can get with the mind. People have real trauma. And I'm not going to go in depth here just because I can only talk about my own experiences. I'm not a therapist, so... I don't want to say the wrong things. I got you. My dad passed away when I was 18. That caused <laughs> a kind of trauma that I will never recover from. Fully recover. I got you. Death is one of those things that you don't fully recover. I, I think you, someone explained it to me the other day. One of our members, we were having to sit down and talking and she's like, when someone dies, it's like, there's hole in you that doesn't go away, but you build around the hole, but the hole's still there. Yeah. And you can build around it and make everything around it stronger, but there's that, that hole you live with forever. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it, it caused, man, 18, I was looking for some sort of guidance and just like that, that guidance was gone. Damn. So, yeah, I had to stumble through life from 18 to 26. Sorry, when I therapy when I was 26, I wouldn't say that fixed anything. It helped, but at least at 26, I felt like, and the reason I'm at 26 sticks out in my mind because I remember at 26, I was in New York, I had a birthday party, I had all my loved ones around. And I was like, life's good. Okay. Right now. So, yeah. So I don't think that is something that a lot of people think, man, it's been 10 years. I should have recovered from this. And maybe, and I could be wrong, but it's not full recovery. It's learning to live with the fact that someone's gone. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, death is definitely like, like the big one that I, once we started, once we started talking about this topic, I was like, yeah, it's definitely... Like this, we we probably had to touch on this, but I think it was two years ago, maybe 2021, there was like that year and like going into 2022, like I, I went to so many funerals in one year. I was like, I, you know, like I haven't been to this many funerals all my life. And then in one year, it was just like back to back to back. There was one weekend where I went to two. Two like, funerals? Yeah, one Saturday and then one on Sunday. And it was weird because, like, these are, you know, obviously, you know, not obviously, but some were, like, just older individuals who helped raise, like, just me and my family members and, you know, people's parents. And 
it was eye opening to just be like, like that's when death started feeling real to me, right? And of course, that was like a year after I had my son, so it was like, like it's really real because now I have to. I don't know how much time I have left, so yeah. I have to pour as much as I can into my kid because you don't know when you're gonna go. But the the hardest thing, or one of the hard things about it is, like even like if even if you're not the one experience, sorry, alarm, not the one experiencing the loss. Like if it's somebody close to you, like trying to figure out what to say to that person is also like hard. That's something I've struggled with. Dude, so I didn't know I still had death trauma until this year. Okay. One of my cousins passed away and we were actually close growing up and I didn't call his mom and I couldn't. Because you don't know what, like, what do you say? And it was just like, I, but you have to, right? Like you, like it, it's respectful. It's, we were close. She treated me like a son. You have to. And I couldn't. And I put it off. I put it off and I put it off. And I said I was busy and I made all the excuses in the world. And it was shitty of me, like very, very shitty of me. And I called her like a month ago and I was just bawling. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where I couldn't figure out why I was, I like, I just shelved it. Like I didn't deal with it at all. Like if it didn't happen and it has to, it probably has to do with my dad passing away. And like, I shelved that too. Like I just, I threw every party possible, try to fill my life with as many people as possible. Cause I didn't want to deal with that reality. And you don't realize, I was like, man, I'm fully recovered from that. And you don't realize that they're, they're scars until something else happens, which is crazy. But yeah, I, I, there is no right thing to say at all other than your condolences. And it might even feel fake, not fake, but like, not like the right so, thing to yeah. say. Then you still do it. Yeah, no, I, but I had, the situation happened last year. Like it was like, I came from one of the best weekends ever. Like I just covered the biggest competition I've ever covered. Like I had a team, it was great. And like, I came home and like, I think it was that Monday. And it was like a family member's best friend passed away. Uns like just suddenly, and this person is younger than me. Mm -hmm. Like this best friend is somebody that that you know, like they speak like all the time. Like you know, when you walk in somebody's house and like they're on the phone, it's like this is who you're talking to. I was like, I I couldn't, bro. I swear, I I talked to everybody before I had like I was able to call this family, mm -hmm. and I don't even know if I called at first. I think I sent a text. Because yeah. in my mind, I was like, this person is probably feeling how I would feel if they passed away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, man, like that. It, but I also wanted to bring up this concept as far as scars, right? Because you know, like we're talking about scars of life and like how sometimes you don't fully recover from it. I think not fully recovering from a, an event doesn't allow it to be a scar. I think it remains, like, let's say, a scab. Mm. 
Like, because mm. there's a difference between scars and scabs. Because, like, a scab, because there's, like, a, the wound where it just, like, it first happens, right? It's bleeding. And then, like, it scabs over. But it, that, with that scab, you could peel off. And if you don't allow it to heal, you'll peel it off and it starts bleeding again. Yeah. And the scar is, like, after it actually fully heals. It's still there. It's still physical. Like, you still know it's there, but it's, like, it doesn't bleed. I like that. I really like that because just because it fully healed doesn't mean the scar isn't there. No, it's still there. It's always going to be there. I think that's a little more accurate. Yeah. I like that. So I like that. Yeah, I think so. You know, I feel like a lot of people still have scabs and they think they fully healed, but it's not. It's still right there. And as soon as something itches it, something reminds you of it, like, and it just come right back. Mm -hmm. So. I got two nuggets. One is actually I'll save the second nugget for relationships. No, we could throw it in here. All right. So the first nugget is if you have like real emotional scars, seek therapy. I, I like if it's something that's really affecting your life and and affecting you progressing in your life, seek out some therapy and some help. There, we're actually going to have a special guest speaker next week. Forgot to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, news to me, breaking news. <laughs> that he's a lawyer for a mental health counseling. So, okay. and he's going to give us a lot of tools, like free resources and grants and all this stuff that people could do to make therapy really affordable. So, I think that's going to be amazing. I'm excited about that. He's a member here. But it, it's it's important, even if you go to therapy one time a month and you don't go out to eat once a month, like, it, you know, just I think it's important. And then the second one relates back to what we were talking about, like the avoiding the conversation of other people that are going through significant trauma. And that show up for them. Yeah. You, you try to like because and and you've been there especially if you've been there yeah like I know you might not feel like you ha have the right words but just any kind of words of encouragement yeah as long as it's coming from the right place yeah it's gonna it should sit well the best is no words and just sit there with yeah let them listen yeah just, and just no word nothing you say is gonna be right <laughs> you know it's if they want to open up hear them out if they don't you sit there in silence. The company is good. Yeah. Not like that. Mm -hmm. Like that. Just be there. Mm -hmm. You know, if you could do physically, you know, mm -hmm. be there physically and allow them to. Yeah. And and don't take it personal. Like, let's say someone's going through something, which a lot of people are. Don't take it personal if they don't respond. Yeah. Like, just keep reaching out. And really, like, they will come around with time and they will appreciate that you kept showing up. Yeah. Like a, just a little text message, yeah, <laughs> just popping up. Yeah, hey, man, yeah. thinking about you. Yeah, just wanted to say what's up. It, mm -hmm. it, it's great. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, relationship. Oh shit. <laughs> Oof. Yes. So relationships. There's a lot here. Too much here. So the scars that you have with someone that you're no longer associated with. And the scars that you have with someone that you're still trying to make it work. These are two different situations. <laughs> and there's a lot here. 
you want to start this one off? Um, sure. Oh, uh, what? I, yeah. So obviously, I think like when you when you get out of a relationship, like I that mem- those memories remain, mm-hmm. um, and those memories could be scars, seen as scars or trauma or whatnot and a lot of times or baggage even Mm -hmm. right a lot of times you take what somebody else has done to you and you bring it into your new relationship right and then you start to look at like if your new partner starts to behave in a certain way you're like my last person used to do that and Sometimes the response is, "Hey, you know, I don't like this." Like, if you're in the right in the right space, you could, you know, talk about it and say, "I don't really like when somebody to such and such." Or a lot of times, people just shut down, right? They're like, "Oh, I already know this is not going to work out." Mm-hmm. So, I I think it's it's important to realize what your triggers are in relationships and past relationships do play a good, an important role in that, Mm -hmm. right? Knowing what did not work out for you, knowing what ticked you off, knowing the things that you liked, those things are very important and you can learn from the past and build a better future relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. But again, you have to be present. You have to be aware of all of the things that that you like and you don't like yeah so that that's my initial take on it i didn't want to go too far because i think my nugget it's somewhere in there okay yeah yeah bring it back later i'm going to talk about more well relationship we'll start first with relationships platonic friendship relationships that went south and it's someone that you don't like anymore that you have some sort of grudge against or have some sort of judgment against that is your responsibility to fix not theirs no one owes you anything and no one controls the way you feel except you so letting that go and practicing forgiveness to everyone who's ever done anything towards you, I think is an important part of a happy life. Judgment, I mean, like resentment only affects you. Like, and I know it's hard to let these things go, but when you let them go, you just feel so free. And I forgive there is not one person on this earth that I have any sort of judgment, uh, any sort of grudge against. Like I've forgiven everyone. And it's a very freeing place to be. So finding a way to let that go and wish them well, no matter what kind of harm they've done you, like I wish them the best. That's it. It frees you from that, those handcuffs. I can tell it like I've talked to people and they've had like this grudge and you just see them just fucking boil up. That person's on a beach somewhere, bro. You're the only, yeah, you're the only one suffering right now. (laughs) it's so true it's so true so free yourself of that then the other one is the scars that happen when you go through a traumatic situation with someone that you're with and something happens there and a lot of bad stuff can can happen you know a lot of sometimes it's something that you guys did or sometimes it's the world sucks and something bad happens Um, And trying to work through that, I think, can be a really challenging place and probably where a lot of divorce happens, probably 
Yeah, a lot of bad. Yeah, um, it. it I I know this because my wife told me where when, like, let's say a child passes away. Oh shit! Okay, I think like eighty percent. It's like something ridiculous of those marriages end in divorce. Oh yeah, when those people probably should have been there for each other more than ever. Mm-hmm. The trauma that happens, they don't recover from. And they take out on each other and there's a lot of blame and a lot of guilt associated with that. And it doesn't have to be as deep as some, you know, passing away, but working through that isn't (laughs) super important. Yeah. And not easy, but but important. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's wow. That, I know. I, I didn't know I was that, where I was going with that, but bro, that number is just like crazy. It's, cra- it's, a, it's a crazy. Again, it's like wow. Like if I would, I would assume that would like you know bring you know couples together after something like that, but clearly not. But wow, no, I was damn sorry. No, no, yeah, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I think like like we said, it's really trying to work through it and it's it's gonna take some talking and like that would be the like you would have to learn to forgive yourself mm-hmm. also, I think, in, in any situation really. But you hit it on the head when you said like, you know, if you're holding a grudge against somebody, it's it's you, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta learn to forgive and let that go because they're good. Right, and you're boiling up, and you're angry, and like you can't, like you go to a party and you can't have a good time because that person's there, but they're having the time of their lives. Um, but yeah, you definitely, definitely need to learn to let things go. That's one of the things that I've worked on last year, and just like, hey, you know what? We're just, just not gonna have problems, and taking responsibility. <laughs> For whatever the situation is, like, first of all, it's probably like a misunderstanding, Mm -hmm. right? In the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Your ability to respond. Well, that, and I don't know if you got to this point yet, but also, oh, God, what was I going to say? Seeking first to understand Mm -hmm. than to be understood, right? So trying to understand where that other person is coming from, trying to understand why they're acting the way they act, right? Like, I have this person always been this way, but you just ignored it for your benefit at first, right? Because sometimes friendships are like that. You're like, oh, let me go hang out with this person. Let me be cool with this person because I can benefit from them. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not a great person. And you could tell that they're not a great person, but you just feel like, let me, I could just get what I need and it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But so at the end of the day, it's it's on you because you ignored the signs and you tried to benefit and it just did not work out for you. Dude, so this is, you got to go? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, this, this is, I hate to gloat, but my superpower is high levels of empathy. And it's, it's almost detriment because... Uh, People ask like, ah, I never, you've even said like, I'm, I don't even, I don't even know what you would be like mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get that all the time because I don't get mad. I really don't. And it's because I get it. Yeah. I, I No matter what you do, it's, I get it. I can put myself in your shoes and I understand and life is hard and yeah. I get it. And maybe you were shitty in that situation, but I get it. Yeah. 
and it's like, and it's dude, it just takes so much weight off of me in life being able to do that. Yeah, man. You know, like, hey, I get so something went wrong. It's not all. It's not really. It's on you, but also. Like I, I give you, I give you a pass. Yeah, some I, grace. And sometimes, you know, you could give the pass, and then just kind of you have to remove yourself from that. Yep, happen exactly. Again, yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like I forgive you. You know, this is how you react to certain things. I'm just not going to put myself in that position where I put you in the situation where you have to become this. Exactly. Person. Exactly. Yeah. It's that's that's awesome, man. Like getting that, but it takes a while to get that because everybody wants to be right. Yeah, like everybody can't be right, man. That was the another thing. Assuming that I'm not right in most situations, where it's like always trying to see, always seeking to understand, always seeking to, to learn. I think that's a very powerful place to be, because there, even if someone's not 100 percent right, there might have been some truth in there that you can learn from. Yeah. Because situations are rarely black and white. There's a lot of gray. There's a quote from the 50 Cent uh, movie uh, where Terrence Howard was like, I'm always right. Because even, even when I'm wrong, I'm right because I could have been right. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to see that. I got to see that. <laughs> he was right, by the way. Yeah, he was <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always right, man. Even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Because I could have been wrong, so that makes me right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, nuggets, man. Like, yeah, I'd still, still in relationships. I think, again, knowing what triggers you and building yourself from those past relationships mm -hmm. and going into the new relationship, if you are able to articulate what you need mm -hmm. and know exactly what you don't want, like those things make the relationship easier to navigate. So yep. from the jump, you could be like, hey, you know, here's what I have to offer. Here's who I, mm -hmm. you know, here's what, here, like, you know, your weaknesses in certain relationships, right? You can't, you don't just go in trying to figure it out on the fly. Matthew McConaughey said this in some speech he was giving where knowing what you don't want is sometimes just as important as knowing what you do want or the, the the precursor. So like sometimes you don't know exactly what you want, but these experiences at least teach you what you don't want. And a lot of people live Groundhog Day where they're just doing the same mistakes and dating the same person and doing this cycle of, yeah. where yeah. if you sat back and you're like, I did not like that. I did not like this. I'm looking for a person that does this instead. Yeah, You can figure that out a lot quicker and being and being able to vocalize that yeah and in, in the right way right yeah. without like trying to be like oh man you're just you're just like this person or you're just like my mom you're just like your mom like just yeah. being able to vocalize that in a way that the other person can receive it without being without feeling attacked so my nuggets are for someone who you do not talk to anymore forgive just let that go that's your weight, not theirs. Yeah. So just forgive. And then someone who you are still in a relationship with, if you guys have trauma and grudges, and this is someone that you love. And uh, uh, the most powerful part of that book was so far, and I'm only on like chapter two or something like that. <laughs> it's so crazy. That book is insane. 
is love is a verb and choose to love them. And he was talking about this guy was complaining about his wife and yeah. marriage might be ending and all that stuff. And he said, love her. And he's like, ah, but I think it faded away. And I said, love her, yeah. you know, <laughs> and you can choose to love someone. You can choose to show up. You can choose, that's on you, right? To, yeah. to do all that. And giving them grace and understanding that this is your partner, but this isn't someone that you built from scratch. They're not <laughs> supposed to be perfect. Like, give them grace. We're human. We're human. And like, you shouldn't be like, man, I hate the way this person chooses their food, you know, or like, yeah, I hate yeah. these little things. Like, let that shit go, dude. And that only starts like towards the end. You <laughs> start to look for a reason yeah. to not like that person. That's what that type of stuff starts. Yeah. So, yeah. like, when you get to that point, like, it's still on you. Yeah. It's, You're looking for an excuse. Yeah. You're looking for a reason to bail out on a relationship. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, uh, communication and grace. Yeah. And the book that Adam referred to again was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So, I tried before to read the book. It was the beginning just it dragged on. Because like, there's like a whole explanation. of Like they try to explain what you're about to experience. I was like, the book's not over. <laughs> the first chapter. And then it gets so good that chapter one, after this long pre like pre thing, it was, I was like taking notes. And then I noticed that I was just rewriting the whole no. book. <laughs> no, it's, it's, bro. It, Every sentence was so powerful. Yeah. It's crazy. You're still just, you're not even in the thick of it. Really? Yeah. You're not even anywhere near, like, I don't even know if you got to the seven habits yet. I think you're still like before the seven habits. I thought I was in habit one. No. What's habit? Like, maybe. Maybe, but still, that's like one out of yeah, seven. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm still in habit one. Yeah. That's that's how long this book And they is. build all these things. So <laughs> yeah. again, you're still at the very... Because in the reason why, like, uh, there's books that I can casually read, and this is not one of them. No. <laughs> this is, you got to, like, read this book if you're seeking to understand it. Yeah. And practice what's in it. I feel like this is a book that you would have to read and reread and like kind of go back and take notes on definitely because again it's it's awesome and and it's weird because like after reading this book like i'll read another book and it's like oh this like i can tie every other book that i've read yeah back to this one yeah it's almost and like it's old take, right yeah it's old and it's like one of the best-selling books ever yeah. no i know why now. yeah <laughs> so yeah man I guess we could we could do our conclusions. Yeah. This is awesome, by the way. Yeah, I, this is my favorite episode. Yeah. This this was awesome. Yeah. It's weird because we now we wrap up everything, but we kind of wrapped it up three times. So I don't know what the wrap-up wrap-up. I mean, well, the wrap-up is um I, just a summary. I think we talked about this before. It's just like when you're writing an essay, you just yeah, yeah. You just go back and copy them and paste. Yeah. So remember for 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 the body, it's no step backwards. Get back on the horse. Get back on the horse and small steps. For the mind, it was uh, one, if you have real trauma, seek therapy. That's not something that you can kind of just do by yourself. I don't think so. Maybe, 
you could probably do it faster if if you seek out some help. Yeah. You got to talk to somebody. You got to talk to somebody. Then for relationships, I do believe, I think, I think a lot of people give up on relationships a little too early and they regret that. Yeah. So giving your partner some grace, understanding that we're human, vocalizing what you need and listening to their needs and showing up as the best version of yourself. You could probably make some things work. <laughs> and don't lie. And don't lie. Don't lie. Like, don't say you could do something that you can't do. Yeah. And we, us as men, we do that. I think we do that more than women. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, just don't. Oh, yeah, I could do that. I got that. Don't pretend to be somebody. You're drowning in debt. You're, you know, that she doesn't even know about. And like, you think you get, I can figure this out. Now you're gambling. Fucking trying to. (laughs) It's a slippery slope, bro. It is a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, don't lie. Don't lie. Like, especially at the beginning, man. That's the best time to just because now you know if this person is going to go to battle with you. I've done this before. You wait to the night before you wanted to go out with the boys or you wanted to do something to spring it on her. (laughs) Or sometimes you start arguing. Yeah. Go out. (laughs) I didn't tell you. Yes. Oh man! Like, yeah. I told you, yeah, man. You know, we already got it planned. <laughs> it's terrible because then she probably already has plans. She'll probably say some shit like, "Oh, my sister's in town." It's like, "Oh, now you got to choose between." We're not family. the best communicators, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible when that happens. Yeah, but yeah, no lie, man. I've done it. I, I think we probably all, we've all have yeah. have done it. <laughs> all right, what are yours? Nuggets. Well, that was it, man. I think we I think we we all kind of touched on the same thing, mm-hmm. but just definitely like be be aware that, you know, some things are are scabs and you're not over them yet. Even even if you put them away and you try to move on and live, you know, regu- like a regular life, like that thing could come back up. Mm-hmm. And it could come back up unexpectedly. It could come back up when Things are hard, right? Like, you know, like we spoke of of death, like going through something and then death happens and you're like, oh, I still haven't recovered from the last one. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's hard, but also like train your mind to be resilient mm-hmm. and train yourself to be stronger by doing hard things, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, like we speak about that all the time, but yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've mentioned that, you know, I've, I've gone through a divorce and it like, and there's the phrase, you know, when it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. Like, I think three days after I got my, my divorce papers, my grand, my grandma passed. Mm-hmm. And it was like, at the same time of going through this divorce thing, like I'm flying out of town to go to my grandma's funeral. Yeah. But I don't know. I think just having, like, it was, it was really hard because, like, divorce is kind of like a death. Man. You go through that and it feels like something died. But I think I, I've just been lucky enough, or not lucky, but I've worked through so many hard times and I've built, like, this resiliency. And, like, like my scars are, like, thick, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, but there's scars. There's things that I've gone through. There's there's things that I've kind of, you know, experienced and gotten over. And 
So going through hard things is, I don't want to say easy, but like I could get through it. And it's almost like part of my identity now, which is weird. Like I just had a conversation with my cousin and she was like, man, like, like just since you were a kid, you've always like, she's like, man, basically like she's proud of how I've made it through all the things I've made it through. We didn't even talk about that. No, we didn't. But I, I forgot <laughs> your your origin story. I, I I forgot, man. And it's almost like, again. I'm just used to it. Yeah, I'm just used to it, bro. But it takes. I don't know. I think, man, I got one more now because you brought that up. Let's um, go, man. It, it's these things are gonna happen. One hundred percent. Expect. Is- them to happen. 100%. Do not let them catch you by surprise. Expect that if today's good, tomorrow might not be. And one is going to keep it front of mind. Like, let me enjoy this day because tomorrow's might not be that great. Yeah. And two, <laughs> I've connected better with people that have gone through something. And because it does something to you, I think it grounds you. I think it makes you a little bit more mentally stronger. I also think it makes you a little more empathetic of Mm -hmm. what people are going through in life. Like people that have just lived these cookie cutter lives, which not a lot of people have, because I think even people that have it perfect, that forces you to create your own fucking problems because life is so perfect Mm -hmm. instead of just tackling hard stuff. I've been able to connect with them better. So don't look at these scars as bad. Just look at it as a part of life that we all just kind of go through. 100%. Like, I mean, that's kind of how you build muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Like you tear it. Yes. It builds back up. Yes. Like it's scars. You're, like, you're literally building scars. Thank God you connected this to fitness. Yeah, like, you, yeah, like that's, that's exactly what it is, right? You're ripping your, you're like you're ripping your muscle fibers and then repairing them. Mm-hmm. Ripping them again, repairing them. And that's when you get like when you get sore, right? Like you got through a workout. And life is is the same, man. Like, like it's just gonna keep hitting you. And if when you recover, like you're you're better, a better person Absolutely. from it. And then you brought up like the fact that, you know, if someone never goes through something, like life like yes. in the later stages of life, those like those persons have a harder time, mm-hmm. right? Companies where, like, the kid inherits the company from the parent, those companies usually go out of business Absolutely. when the kid takes it on because the parent had to go through something to build Absolutely. the company. Absolutely. But the the kid didn't experience that. Mm-hmm. And they don't know the scar. They didn't get the scars. They didn't get the experience. They're not connected to that it's just with life in general like if your kid is sheltered and doesn't go through anything like you see it all the time where just uh more privileged i guess for lack of a better word individuals just don't really make it they can't survive but if somebody from the the ground has to had to grind through life like when you make it to that that C-suite, you know what I mean? Like that corporate, like you climb that corporate ladder, it's like, it's easier for you. Mm-hmm. you, know you I mean? You've been you've been at this your whole life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then people clap for you and you're like, oh, this is what you guys are like complaining about? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. And you know why? It's because the the joy in it 
isn't from the destination. It's a journey. The joy from it is a journey. So if you were just given the destination, there's no joy there. Like if you've ever ran a marathon or did a meet or anything like that, that like endorphin, that dopamine rush that you get, it's so fleeting. By the time you wake up the next day, it is gone. And you've trained for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a very long time. So if you're just waiting to the destination to enjoy yourself, you missed out. You missed a whole day. Bro, I had a conversation with a weightlifter, bro, where she did not enjoy the journey. Bro, and we're like talking. I love talking to weightlifter. And like her whole goal was to make it to the Olympics. And this is like relating to my other friend who like broke her leg on stage. Like they were battling for a spot for international, like, Oh, um, so they good. It's yeah, but like <laughs> one of them got injured and then like the other girl, like she didn't make the total, I think, like the year after. And she just started coaching and I, we had a conversation here in Orlando. And she's like, I don't remember anything. I don't remember. She's like, I don't remember my first nationals. I don't remember my first meet. The gold like, mindset. Yeah, she was just like, I just kept looking for the Olympics and I don't remember none of the journey. Ah, oh, that hurts. It was it was a really like eye-opening conversation. And it, it was a great conversation. I really love having that that experience and being able to talk to people with. But yeah, like it's, awesome. it, you know, enjoy the experience and the journey. Don't miss out, man. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Dude, this this was great. Dude. Yeah. That was awesome. Ooh. All right. All right, guys. But let's just stop these cameras. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I don't remember how long, I don't know how long we've been recording, but we appreciate you for showing up week in and week out. Yeah, we'll see you next week or the week after. I'm not sure. It'll be next week. Next week. All right, peace. <laughs>